0: CFR Network, CFR News, good day, good night, shalom, wassalam, niha, Allah, and all of the uh, universal greetings. I have a special guest in the lab with me. Wheezy, what is true podcast? What's happening?
1: What's going on, big dog? A pleasure and an honor to be on.
0: Most definitely, most definitely, and thank you very much for um, for accepting the uh, the invite. You know, I thought it'd be a, a very good opportunity to uh, to have a varied, universal kind of conversation, and also kind of get to know Wheezy a little bit. You know, I, I know you've given your testimony a little bit before, but you know, just to, to pick through a little bit more, of sort of some some layers and stuff, and you know, expose some of these weird people who think you're somebody who you're not to the real person <laughs> you know
1: yeah nah man i i am more than happy to talk about life experiences and you mm. know upbringing and whatnot and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all i i know i cover a lot of conspiracy based things on my channel and that is one of the reasons why i stay anonymous um i've had I've had individuals, man, that have straight up given me death threats over the shit I cover. Yeah. So when people ask me, why do you not show your face? I, I was asked that last night by Sean Atwood's cameraman. He, he spent 15 minutes trying to get me to say my name. And every time I try to answer him, he kept cutting me off. But it's the same answer, man. I get these knuckleheads. You get these Looney Tunes on this section of the Internet. <laughs> and every time I run into one of these crazy characters, I'm like. I am so damn glad I'm anonymous. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because it would be so much worse. So that's the biggest reason, man. I, I stay anonymous and I, I don't, I don't know. People it, like to call me a narcissist, but if I was a narcissist, I'd be putting my face on blast and be doing this shit, but I'm staying low key. You know what I'm saying? So yes, it is what it is.
0: Most definitely. And you know, you, it's not, people don't think, think of the bigger, wider implications. You have a family. You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, more power to the people who you know like the narcissistic element of showing their face and showing their home and all this kind of stuff. More power to them. But I'm very protected of mine and my my, my personal family and stuff. So again, that that I totally understand, understand, and overstand what you mean by the an- anim- anonymity. And also, isn't it just about the information?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I always tell people, anything I say, do not do not ever take anything I say as a gospel. Always double check it, triple check it, quadruple check it for yourself. And if my information checks out, then you know you can trust me. You still, even then, after you feel like you got a little bit of trust with me, you still don't trust anyone, in my opinion, 100%, man. Uh, you know, you don't hold anyone in pedestals because any we're all human. We can all fall. But... Just double check the information and, and make sure it checks out. And if it checks out, you you know, I, I try to speak with my passion. I think my passion comes over, you know, w- through the tone of my voice. Um, and, and people, many people can pick up on people if they're bullshitting, yes. if they're, you know, uh, just making shit up, in other words. And I think that's one of the biggest draws to me is that they know they can feel my passion. You know what I mean? They might not necessarily agree with everything I say, mm-hmm. but they can understand that I, I, you know, when I say it or when I say something, it's coming out of a good place. It's not coming out of a malicious most intent. Most
0: definitely, most definitely, the sincerity. Um, and as you say, study to show thyself approved. Sometimes the information might sound so so credible and logical, but you've still got to verify it to make sure it is accurate and it can stand on its own.
1: 100%. 100%.
0: I think that's, that's what the, uh, the failing of the majority of the populace is. We've been, and I'll say we loosely, been conditioned into just acceptance. If somebody in authority says something, someone with a, a, a white suit, you know, sorry, a white sort of over jacket and a stethoscope or someone in a suit says or makes a statement, if they're in quote-unquote authority or a position of power, it's gospel there's no point yeah. of challenging it i'm not even going to think that outside of that and critically think and think well wow, does that make any sense or let me just verify that who else is who, who else agrees with this standard um, or this point this person is making
1: well 100% man you know I, I do enjoy science i do accept much of science you know i, I think when science is legitimately neutral and just trying to get to the truth science we have technology because of science Mm -hmm. so it definitely has its place however there's movement some now that i didn't see this before before i i started opening my eyes but there's definitely movements that view science as somewhat of a religion Mm. where anything the science quote unquote says has to be accepted as gospel. And you already know my feelings on religion, man. Mm-hmm. I, this, this is why I'm skeptical of both, man. I, I can see the place for both, but I can also, I'm, a lot of red flags come when, when people start accepting shit as gospel. I don't care if it's religious in nature or scientific in nature. Um, over here in the States, we have something called NPR, National Public Radio. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to that, quote, unquote, religiously just to stay on the loop of things, yes. try to understand. And I stopped listening to a lot of it once I started getting to conspiracies, man, because I wasn't trusting uh, yes. a lot of the media stuff that we, it, we were being conditioned. I could see it. Mm. And I listened to NPR just a few days ago. Uh, so we are in the beginning part of May. So a couple of days ago, not even a week ago, I was listening to NPR for the first time in a very long time. And out here in Florida, we have pretty much gone. You'll you see places that say masks must be worn, but no one wears a goddamn mask out here. And it's it's been open, you can say, for months now. Months, and, yes. and, and I can see people on national television talking about Florida. Oh, my God, they're going to they make it worse. And this was months ago. Nothing's changed. Mm. People still don't wear goddamn masks, And. <laughs> And, you know, someone like Joe Rogan has been talking about how when you go outside and he's had biologists, legitimate biologists testify to this. When you go outside, the UV rays pretty much kill and destroy the coronavirus. So when people were freaking out about Florida beaches being packed and shit, what's wrong with being on the damn beach where the UV rays are going to be hitting you all damn day? You know what I'm saying? So. And, sh-
0: and and wheezy, you're in fresh
1: air, which is moving. Yes, <laughs> all that, man. And this is what I had been saying for months. And even all Floridians, well, most w- were on the same page. And recently on NPR, the reason I'm bringing this up, a couple of days ago when I was listening to NPR, they were talking about, like, uh, oh my gosh, it sounds like we're gonna be able to go outside now and. <laughs> Uh, UV rays apparently kills the coronavirus. No fucking shit, man. I've known this for months. And you guys are... To me, it just only confirmed that the whole thing is bullshit, man. I'm not saying... Am I saying coronavirus is fake? No, I'm not saying that. Is it being greatly exaggerated? Yes. And, and, and made out to be like it's some kind of a new age black plague that's mm. out here wiping millions? Fuck no. If that was the case, there'd be... Freaking bodies all over the place Everywhere. in Florida. Yes, and, and none of that shit's changed, man. In in fact, it's the opposite. People are feeling more confident, more comfortable, and dude, people are shaking hands again um, out here in Florida. You know, which is weird to think. You know,
0: yeah, uh, we, and we, also we were
1: conditioned to think that it wasn't okay to even shake hands anymore. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and you've also having live of um, live events you at the usc couple of week before no. last there in jacksonville
1: no one takes the shit serious man i mean you know one of the things man i i say this often i i try to if i'm if there's an ideological spectrum i lean towards the left on on many social issues but <laughs> i do not consider myself a a someone on the hardcore left i don't accept that shit because to me it's no different than people on the hardcore right. I yeah. just decide to look at shit issue by issue, yes, and make my own goddamn conclusions. I'm not going to let oh, I'm a member of the left. I'm a <laughs> member of the Democratic Party, so whatever they say, I'm going to take this yeah. gospel. Mm. Or I'm a member of the right, I'm a member of the conservative Republican Party. I'm going to take everything they say and and as true. Fuck that shit. I'm going to think for my own goddamn self and make my own goddamn conclusions. Yes. And when I look at it at least here in the United States, this whole thing is so fucking backwards. When you consider someone a a liberal, you're willing to take chance. You're willing to, to not necessarily obey the laws. You want to look at the rationality In, in historically, that's what a liberal would do. Someone on the right is, Oh, I'm about law and order. You know, I respect my country. Mm. And when you look at this Corona shit and the people defending the mask mandates, is people on the left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. It, the lefties historically are the ones that take risk. They, they're going to question government and fuck that. I don't want government on my shit. Yes. And it's the right wingers that say, I'm about law and order, and they're the ones that say "fuck that." I'm not going to listen to people forcing me to pay math. It doesn't make sense, and this is why I don't attribute myself to one side or the other. I'm going to look at shit issue by issue and make my own. And this whole thing, this mask mandates, all this bullshit makes zero goddamn sense.
0: Of course, of course. I mean, the the, the whole reason we've got this left and right paradigm is to give you know the the, the mass populace an illusion of choice. It's, it's, it's two birds, I'm sorry, two wings on the same birds. They've just got slightly different agendas and ways of how they're going to get to the end goal. So if it was really about you know equality and getting the person, the best person in, there would be no party. It would just be individual candidates running to say, look, I, I, you know, I've been I've been doing successful in this local area or in this local state. I want to be the president of the United States now. Look at my, you know, my resume and look at what I want to bring forth in regards to new things. And then you as the as the popular, say, yeah, you know, Joel sounds good or Paul looks good or, you know, and you make a decision not based on, well, he's a Democrat. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a, you know, this is it's all. Pump and ceremony and smoke and mirrors, wheezy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one, one hundred percent, man. Like, basically, to you know, just to add to what you're alluding, is just it's, it's all to cause division, mm. divide and conquer strategy. Yes. You know, uh, you have the left and the right, and you have to be- belong to one team. So that there's constant fighting, man. Can you imagine a world where I'm not gonna see? It's gonna make it sound like I'm grandiose because I don't I don't believe in both sides, but like if we just looked at shit issue for issue and make up our own goddamn decisions, yes, we'd be in a different a different uh a different realm it, it different would be, realm, man, yeah. because people are using their brains, they're not being indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. You're you're more easily able to be indoctrinated or, or brainwashed, if you will, when you're going to ascribe to a party. It's, it's like the George Orwell book, you know, You what the party says, what the yeah. party says. Oh yeah. The party says this. Well, I'm, I'm on board. I'm not going to question if this makes sense or not. I'm fully on board. And you're so people, the masses are easy to easily manipulated when we're in that state where, Oh, it's the left and the right. It's the Dems and and the Repubs, the conservatives and and liberals. When it's funny, I've touched on this on my podcast. When you look at American politics, the Democratic Party of the late 1800s was ideologically conservative. Uh, They were the ones that invented the, the Dixiecrats. Yes. The KKK. Yes. The KKKs were not liberal. They were as conservative as you can get. Yes. You know, they were a far-right Christian extremist group. Mm -hmm. The KKK was. And And Masonic as well. Yeah, and they were under the Democratic Party of the 1800s. In the 1950s, Richard, and this was pretty much the same, the whole entire American South would vote Democrat. Yes. The African uh, population, African-American population that were Former slaves and, and, you know, descendants of slaves were voting for the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. This is a fact. This is not me making shit up. You can look this up because people on both sides will, will don't don't like when I say this because I'm not choosing any fucking side. I'm just giving you the facts. And in the 1950s, Richard Nixon. Wanted to make the Republican Party more white. He wanted to win the white southern vote. Mm -hmm. So in the he started that in the 1950s by the mid-1960s, the parties had essentially switched ideologies. Mm. When you see that, when you can recognize that fact, historical fact, you will see why you will understand why I think both sides are full of shit. Yeah. How can how can some parties that truly mean what they say switch? An ideological position. You know what I'm saying? You don't just fucking do that. <laughs> There's more shit behind it. You and so it's, it's 100% bullshit, man. I don't ascribe to. And I used to be growing up as a kid. I will fully admit I was a hardcore left winger. Um, I, I would watch MSNBC, get brainwashed, and, and the other side was the enemy. Now that I'm older and I feel wiser. I'm like fuck that, dude. It's the same shit. The, the same shit being spewed on the right yes. uh, side is propaganda, as much as the people on the left is doing it, man. It's the same fucking shit, just packaged in a different, different you know, different way. gift yes. wrapping. That's all it is, man. Indeed. Same shit at the end of the day.
0: And through through your experiences, going through life as a youngster to to um to a young man to a grown man, you've navigated through life and you formed an opinion based upon your experience which has given you the wisdom to make better decisions
1: i would hope so <laughs> oh well based upon... we, we still make mistakes you know oh of
0: course of course well yeah. we're, we're, we're definitely imperfect beings in that respect but um just from your from what you're saying from the, the growth from being a, a far you know hardcore lefty to now sort of opening up and saying look you know i'm going to take it stage by stage
2: yeah.
1: Uh-oh, did I lose you?
0: No, I'll, um, one moment, sir.
1: Yeah, so, man. man. Uh-oh. The audio is sounding a little different now.
0: No, no, it should be the same. It should be the same. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's just life experiences is what makes us. You know, I grew up in L.A. And, you know, growing up in L.A. in the 80s. I grew up in a in a neighborhood that was mostly it, it was pretty much African American and Mexican American. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I grew up to two loving parents, uh, illegal immigrants, and that was that was my life growing up, man. So growing up, I you know going to school, I hung out with the black homies. And at home, I, I grew up speaking Spanish, even though I was born here, and I would listen to Mexican music and I would listen to D'Angelo, some smooth,
2: yep. you know, some
1: R&B jams. That was my shit. <laughs> you so know and, and I had I had my black homies that would listen to Mexican music, man. Mm. And and, you know, it was a commute. There's some parts in L.A., man, where unfortunately, you know, Mexican folks and black folks don't really get along, man. Yes, there's there's a palpable animosity. But
0: you, is that due to because I've watched a few things and I, I you, you yeah. can correct me if I'm wrong. I've watched a few things and I, I heard that it was uh when MS 13 came up to LA and was p- proliferating in the area of sorts and that's when the, the the conflict started to take place.
1: I think it happened way before that man. Um my dad would tell me a story, you know Back in the 70s, you know, my dad, my dad has a uh, awesome little story. I I might as well just share it. But my dad was a was a boxer, you know, back in the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's he's not a tall guy, man. He's only about five, eight, but he was a boxer. And, And his brother was a boxer as well. His brother was actually a Golden Gloves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So his his brother could throw some chingazos. That's how we say in Spanish chingazos, you know, throw down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, they they lived in Compton in the 70s. The CPT. And, yeah, man. Today, Compton, there's a lot of Mexicans in Compton now, man. Uh, but back in the 70s, it was predominantly African-American, you mm-hmm. know, back in the day. And so my dad and his brother uh, were working at, at some factory. Down in Compton in, in the 70s. And he said, for the most part, everyone was cool. You know, they were the only Mexicans there and they didn't speak English. But there was this one brother, man. He was a pretty big dude, you know, 6'2, 220, big dude. And he yeah. was always fucking with him and like telling me he's gonna call border patrol on him, you know, fucking with him yeah. all the time, yeah, throwing racial shit at him all the time. And one day, my uh my uncle, so my dad's brother. And he was in that, I mean, he was like 5'10", but pretty skinny, you know, 170, 5'10". But he was the Golden Gloves dude, you know? Ah, So he had the
2: hands.
1: (laughs) Oh, he had enough with this clown dude. And, you know, he's the the dude started calling, you know, he's like, get out of here, you fucking Mexicans piece of shit. My uncle, and this is the true story, you know, but my uncle didn't know much English, but he used the racial slur back you know he's like this dude's going to get racist i'm gonna, he used a racist mm. and then just fucking plowed into him and my dad he he thought they were all going to get jumped but much my dad's like dude i was surprised that everyone knew that this dude was talking shit so he had it coming yes you know so no one gave a fuck everyone was laughing you know cuz a little little dude just fucking up this <laughs> dude that was a couple times bigger um but that was you know that was life in the 70s mm. uh you know you look at the seventies to today and it's life is very different, but I grew up in the eighties there, man. And I, I know we, so I'm, and I got off on a tangent, but we were talking about the animosity. I think that goes back, goes back decades, man. It could probably get traced back to maybe even in the fifties and shit. You know, there's always been the tactic when times are rough when situations you always have to find a scapegoat. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You always want to blame some other people. And one of the big, most prominent things that it's a tactic that still gets used today is to blame the foreigner. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So some of these people that push these tactics will tell, you know, some black folks, hey, these Mexicans are taking your jobs. Yes. Oh, they're taking our jobs. So it's It's those kind of tactics. And then, you know, one of the more recent things that help keep that divide still in some of these communities in L.A. that's been going around. There's videos of, you know, some young black kids going around fucking with uh, taco vendors, you know, Mexican immigrant, you know, stealing their money. uh, You know, fucking knocking over their shit. Just horrendous teenager shit. Yeah. But the way it's cast is it's a black versus brown issue. Mm. And so, and it goes both ways, man. I've seen it on both ways. You see, you see the Mexicans getting racist. You see the black folks getting racist towards Mexicans and it's real dirty. And it, it breaks my heart to see it, man. Um, And I hate even talking about it, but it's the truth Mm -hmm. that does exist. Um, Fortunately for me though, I grew up in a community that we were all in it together. You know what I'm saying? We yes. were all struggling under the same shit.
0: Exactly. This and is the so, whole point. This is the whole point. You know, it, it's a very tough living out, uh, in America. Never never mind in, in LA. The cost of living that there is crazy. So yeah. it's it's trying to get through those those times and those periods and, and recognizing, look, this guy is in this, that, that family next door who doesn't necessarily look like me or, or come from the same same sort of heritage as me. They're going through the same thing. They're good, yeah. then you know, uh, you know, we say hello, we talk to each other. That you know, we're the same people, you know, we're the same yeah, in essence,
1: same shit, man. And that's when you use your brain, man, because the other shit is propaganda. Like I said, I've been seeing it unfortunately, especially like on Facebook. You'll see these viral videos of uh, you know a couple of black teenagers assaulting, you know, some immigrant, yeah. uh vendors and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it it does piss you off to see it, like, man, that fucking, it's disgusting, but the real design behind it is to further yes. that racial divide, mm-hmm. instill that hatred, and a lot of people can't understand that it is being used as propaganda, and they're they're letting their emotions get the best of them. You know what I'm saying? And I, so w-
0: I, I wouldn't can... even say, Squeezy. I wouldn't even say emotions are, They're allowing stereotypes to drive it because that particular vendor, all he's doing is trying to make some money. He, he hasn't been seeing these children, these little teenagers on, on a regular basis and harassing them or nothing. They're yeah. just going through this stereotype saying, okay, well, this guy might be illegal. He's not going to call the police. He's a victim. He's a target. You know, we can probably rob him as well. That, that's that's the mentality.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And that, and, but that's the thing. You and I, we can look at that issue, that incident,
2: mm-hmm.
1: from every angle. Yes. And dissect it. Mm-hmm. The problem with... A, a lot of people is that they only see one thing and they run with that shit without looking. Okay. Why is this being presented to me? Why am I seeing this? Why is it affecting me in this way? I need to check my feelings right now. I need to be rational about it. And uh, a lot of people have a hard time doing that. And so, you know, some, you know, here we are, we're dissecting it and we can see it for what it is. And, you know, just going back to, and that's a tough, controversial the topic, but, you know, like I said, it, it's the truth. Fortunately for me, I grew up in a, a in a community where we all got along, man. Like I told you, I had my black homies listening to Mexican music. It, there's a couple of folks that actually sing Mexican music. They're from, they're you know, they're black folks from Compton, mm-hmm. but they grew up alongside Mexican. They jam out Mexican music. Yeah. Snoop Snoop Doggy Dog, you know, oh. Uncle Snoop, he's like, what, 50 years old now? Indeed. He's made several videos with Mexican bands. I'll send you a link to one of his latest ones, man. It's a big, giant Mexican band in Mexican music. And he's flowing with them and even speaking Spanish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and But that right there, that's the kind of shit I grew up with. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it was acceptance. And, um, and I, I feel fortunate. You know, my moms always told me, that you got to judge someone on on, on the person. Mm. You don't care how they look like. They could have tattoos on their face. They could do this. They could do that. They could be gay. It doesn't matter. Um, at the end of the day, if that person is cool, then they're cool. If they're asshole, they're a fucking asshole. It doesn't matter what they are or who they are. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and I think my mom was in a special place to tell me that because my, her dad, uh, Looked like a straight up Mexican Indian, you know, real dark skin. Okay. Uh, just a straight up legend, man. L- legend, beautiful person. And uh, my, my grandma, so my mom's mom, looked like a white lady. And she, her uh, ancestry was from when the French invaded Mexico. Remember the French were trying to take over Mexico yes. in the late 1800s? Yes. So she had blonde hair, blue eyes. And my dad or my grandpa was a brown-ass Indian. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I never heard this story, but I get, you know, that it wasn't accepted for my grandma to marry, you know, this this brown Native American, you know? Yes. And they made it work. So my mom being a product, a product of that, you know, she was like, she, you know, my grandpa was the best, a role model. Mm. So... You know, seeing that, seeing the, you know, seeing my white, real white grandma and my real dark skinned grandpa, you know, have an awesome relationship. Yeah, skin never mattered to her. And that's what she always told me. It doesn't, none of that shit matters, you know? Um, it, it's the it's character. Get to know someone, get beyond the stereotypes. You may be surprised. But uh, unfortunately, some people just like to cling on to that shit.
0: And as the saying goes, don't never judge a book by its cover. You've got to open the cover first to then, you know, reveal what's the, what pages and what's the, what's the content and the context of the, of the book.
1: 100%, man. Um, You know, and if that, you know, sometimes you deal with individuals, and you get told certain things about an individual and it, ha- it might not have anything to do with skin color or, or religion or any of that. It's just an individual. You get told things about this person and naturally that start, you start making your own opinions. And I have to catch myself like, okay, this is what this person is saying about this person, but I haven't met this person. I'm not going to just because this person feels yeah. this way about that person. I have to remind myself. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. I just have to remind myself. Let me make my own mm. opinion on this person. Yeah. And there's been many times where I meet this person. I'm like, I don't know what this person was talking about. This person was <laughs> cool as fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it transcends, you know, racial stuff, uh, religious stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all humans, man. Mm. And it, it, I guess when, you know, it does bother me when there's people that get bothered. Oh, here we go again, talking about race. Of course, because it's relevant to me. It, it's something that I have gone through. Mm. If you've never experienced it, I can see, I can understand. I can put myself in your shoes and see how how that doesn't, it doesn't interest you. It's no impact. It.
0: It's exactly, it's had no impact on their life yeah, and it, stuff. So it's like a very trivial point. It's like racism. Like, mm, what's yeah. what are you talking about?
1: And, and, and so I can understand that. At the same time, um, I want to get this out. I don't make my life, I don't revolve my life on racism or or that make that my central focus. I don't. I talk about it because it's real. It's in my life and it will always be there no matter what I do. Shit, l- listen to the way I talk. I get, people know that I'm not Caucasian just <laughs> by listening to me talk. You know what I'm saying? And, yes. and I'm a product of LA. Mm-hmm. I can't get around that shit, man. Yeah. I, I, I could do this with a voice. I mean, w- maybe people like, Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the What is True Podcast? Yes. I am your host, Wheezy. You know, maybe if I talk like that, it, 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 things would be different, but this is the way I am. Yes. Um, all the time. I can't change that shit. And and you shouldn't need I, to, the most important I, I, thing. Hell no, I'm damn proud too. But at the end of the day, that's not my 100 percent of my focus. I don't I don't make that my life mission. I think it's stupid. It's it,
2: uh, yeah, I don't want to use
1: the politically impoleti- <laughs> correct term. It's a bunch of garbage Yeah, when people will judge someone and, and make a complete analysis based on how they look like. It's complete bullshit. And if I meet that person in real life, I'm not going to sit there, oh, well, you're a racist. No, I'm just going to move on. I'm going to be like, that's a stupid motherfucking person. I don't have to deal with them. They don't need to take any of my air time. I'm moving on. Yes. But I'm not going to sit there and oh i better put this on the news on social media and no i'm not about that either man everything has everything how do you say it? it, the word is coming to me in spanish but everything has you you can take everything to extremes oh yeah you you want to be well balanced man
0: on on anything that's the key words uh, as i like to use all the time balance it's, yeah. it's, it's about having, you know, looking at the, the good and bad and, and weighing that up and saying, okay, you know, I can't be too much over there. I can't be too much over there and, and find that, that happy medium. Um, yeah. With this microwave society that we've got, unfortunately, it's, um, it's it's a lot to do with self-gratification. What makes me feel good? And unfortunately, how people have been conditioned is people feel good off other people's misfortunes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that's true, man. One hundred percent. There's, there's some kind of, might be a primal thing, you know. I know, and you know, we didn't mention this, but you've come on my podcast, on my live streams, mm-hmm. uh, and we've had. The reason I, when you asked me to come on your show, I was like, "Dude, one hundred percent, dude." I've enjoyed, sincerely enjoyed our conversations. Uh, one of those conversations I put up on my uh, on my podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, but. We've touched on many subjects, man, and and you know we've gone what from aliens to uh, <laughs> yes. religion. Yeah, I thought the religion the religion aspect was a very, very fun one and profound one for me. Um, you know, I think we see things a little different. Oh yeah, um, but that's and, the that's the what Dweezy.
0: That's the wonderful thing about yes, being a human being or mankind we are individuals and, and sometimes we can agree on so many like we can agree maybe on 70 percent of the things and it's yeah. just that 40 percent. like yeah you know i've just got a different but we've got to be okay with that
1: yes yes you know,
0: it's when but, it's when the when the opinions or or when when, when it's like a lock and it's like there's no common ground here we don't agree on anything then at that point it's like I don't need to be talking to you. I don't want to be in your presence because I can't get anything out of this. there's no fair exchange. There's no common ground here.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, man. I, I've said that on my, on my show as well, man, there I've had people that will agree with me with maybe even 80 to 90%. But then there's that one little thing that I say and it triggers them so fucking bad. Oh, I'm fucking done now. Really, man, you're going to be that soft. I'm just speaking my mind. I'm not trying to cater to anyone. I want to be as raw and honest. And that may entail me saying sometimes things that you may not agree. There's people probably listening still right now that probably didn't like me talking about the the racial stuff. Mm -hmm. But what I hope people can get this in their heads is take a step outside. Don't let your emotions get to you. Realize that this is my truth. This is my experience. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm just, it's just two individuals having a conversation. Um, don't, you know, listen to, you know, listen to what we say and form your own conclusions. You know, your own life experiences are going to shape the way you feel and, and, and view the, your own world, you know, your particular life. Um, I think it's part of Nature, in a sense, in that we try to adapt. We we're we're trying to adapt to how we were raised, um, how to survive in this world. You know yes. what I'm saying? And, and that's a mechanism for it. You know, that's part of what I would say in an evolutionary trait, man. That we're we're just creatures trying to survive in this world, and and uh, that's one way to cope with it because. This world can be a cruel world, man. How are you gonna adapt to it?
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, it is a cruel world, but unfortunately, it's a lot crueler than it could than it should be. I mean, like we've 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 got people across this plane and they have not access to clean running water. Yeah. We've got people who don't have regular food, clothing, nor shelter, but yet in the quote unquote first world countries, we've got multi-millionaires, we've got billionaires, trillionaires, we've got people who claim to be the richest person in in the whole world, and we've yeah. got this stuff going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. How rich are we as humans?
0: This it's it's you know we're almost devoluting into into Crow Magnum man.
1: See, this is why, you know, I guess this kind of touches into the whole religious debate. This is why. I don't necessarily believe in a higher power, you know, it's similar to what you just state. How can we have a higher power that is OK with these billionaires hoarding all the goddamn money and you have people in, you know, different countries in Africa, you know, without any running water like you're saying in latin america you got kids living in the landfill yes they live you can youtube this go go put latin american landfills i'm sure this happens in other parts of the world but these kids are living in the landfill man they're 5 7 years old mm. they're picking through the fucking garbage yeah just to eat something and you're going to tell me that there's a god out there what kind of, if God exists, see, and I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm not trying to hurt no one's feeling. This is how I feel. Why would this loving that you call a loving God allow that to happen? You know what I'm saying? This is yeah. where I come from. This is why I don't, I refuse to believe in that stuff because there's so much fuckery going on in this world, man. And, and if God existed, I'm and. See, I don't want people to twist what, oh, you're just mad at God. You're No, you can't be mad at something you don't believe in. I don't believe in it. I'm just asking a rhetorical question, if you will. Mm-hmm. If, if this person, if this creature or being existed, why does this shit happen? Why do kids get raped? You know, why do innocent people die of cancer in their teenage years, early 20s? And then you got a serial pedophile, serial murder that yeah. will die at 110 years old.
0: But you see, everything you said there, Weezy, is it's... What
1: is uh, truth, my man?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's a question that uh, ultimately, I don't. nobody can answer that, the, 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 that question in, in that context of sorts. Uh, outside of, and it always comes down to it, as we've highlighted in, in, in the earlier part of the conversation, is we we we're all individual and we've all got free will. Now, just supposing the the concepts, um, the idea of a creator, to rule out everything you've said, no one would have free will, and literally we would be robots.
1: See, I I disagree, man. Um, when you look, let's take Christianity for example. You could even take Islam. Uh, it's it's. You know, it's part of the Judaism, you know, uh, Judaism religions. You know, same thing with uh, 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 the Jewish religion. Essentially, they have roughly the same tenets and and views on things on many, many articles of their faiths. Mm -hmm. When you were just talking about free will, we would be robots. I highly disagree because when you hear these religions whether it's islam christianity or, or judaism they at the end of the day what you're trying to get to is what you want to go to heaven after this world right mm-hmm. and what happens in heaven is there free will in heaven no everyone is nice well well um, you, everyone's you, well, a fucking well, robot in heaven we man. Easy, and, we easy, and i don't want it? to be a fucking robot ever
0: how how could how do you substantiate what you've said in regards to because as far as I'm aware of there's no description outside of within the Quran when they wait that where they say it's paradise
1: well and then what, you get the virgins
0: yeah um I think that's more in the hadith the virgin <clears throat> pardon self the virgin element of it the 72 virgin things I don't think that's necessarily in the Quran. I think someone can correct me if I am actually incorrect on that. But outside of that, that
1: particular phrase of paradise, which is very descriptive, in the oh well, Jesus the- talks about paradise when he's a, uh, well, he allegedly says there's there's no evidence to say that conversation ever happened. But uh, you know, for the people that believe the Bible, Jesus ta- when he's on the cross, he's talking about paradise. Remember. Does he
0: mention paradise? So is he? Yeah,
1: yeah, he does. Let me I'll pull up the quote right now. Please do. This is awesome, man. Yeah, I I love, I love these conversations. So I don't want anyone to have in their minds that this is getting contentious. No, not at all, man. This is this is what I live for, man. I, I this is why I do my podcast. I love this, you know, just to have these awesome conversations to see
0: exactly. And to, and to, 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 to fortify yourself and, and to, to exchange information and ideas. Ultimately, that's the key. And that's the fun thing about it. Um, we did touch on this, on this element on, on the, yeah. yeah. I remember last time we had this conversation. Okay.
1: Here we go. In Luke chapter 23, verse 43. Mm-hmm the quote is and he said to him so jesus and he said to him truly i say to you today you shall be with me in paradise and then there's uh on let's see second of corinthians chapter 12 verses three to four and i know how and i know how such a man whether in the body or apart from the body i do not know god knows was caught up into paradise and i heard inexpressible words which a man is not permitted to speak okay so and and there's other i don't want to give you all these damn verses because some of them are longer but repeatedly in the bible the christian bible paradise is being spoken about so this this is just the reason i'm bringing this up is just getting to my point about being robots Robots.
0: okay well okay well in your idea then or the concept of paradise for you is is what is is
1: is, so growing up Catholic myself we one of the biggest driving uh, forces behind believe, or you know behind believing mm-hmm. believing in faith and whatnot to me now that I've taken a step back away from any of that is fear if you don't follow these tenets you're gonna burn in hell Jesus loves you However, if you don't believe in him, you're going to burn in hell for eternity. (laughs) The gnashing of teeth will be there with you as well. Um, So growing up in a very devout Christian household, my concept of heaven was, you know, somewhere where everyone's nice to each other. Yeah. Uh, No one does anything that is considered bad, immoral.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when I look at it now, so it, this may not make sense to other people, but I'm trying to give you the the context of how I see it. Yes. When I get that image, it's all robots, really. You know, if, let's say you wanted to bang out a hooker in heaven, could you do that?
0: But the everyone's to-
1: consenting but there wouldn't be a hooker up there would there or, Why not? or
0: well because there would be no because let me just read the um, wasn't
1: Mary Magdalene a hooker <laughs> you
0: know what I'm saying? like d- listen see, the, the, let me read the definition of paradise yeah a, a place or condition of great happiness where everything is exactly as you would like it to be so you let's look let's look at that word you yeah. so this is a, a personal thing how you yeah. would like it to be and then we've got a tropical a tropical paradise um, which you know, an idea of lying on the beach, uh, that you know, all that kind Florida. of stuff. yeah, exactly, where <laughs> you are right now, you know yeah. <laughs> that's paradise, right? So that's a place where you're gonna be relaxing, you know, there's not gonna be any yeah. stress. So like, I get what you're saying. now the hooker element of it, generally, women who sell sex, it, it's because they need they need and want money. Now, if they're not drug addicts, it's obviously gonna be for drugs. Now, in paradise, or if you're in heaven, there's, there's not gonna be any need for money. You're just gonna be living your your spiritual life outside of the three-dimensional realm. So there's gonna be no money, there's gonna be no prostitution, there's gonna be no jobs of sort. You're just gonna be in a game That's your
1: version of paradise, you know what I'm saying? But, well, okay. So let's what if, let what if in what if in some, what if in this person that's a hooker? What if in her version of paradise, she's, par- yeah, she's she she's a hooker and she loves it in paradise. Well, she's oh not gonna God. she's not gonna be scared of getting held to gunpoint or um, this and that. She's enjoying what she does in her version of paradise. I like it. It's subjective
0: it. at the end of the day. It, it, I love that, Wheezy. I'm glad she said that. So if we unpack that even further, then so in essence, what, what we're talking about. And um, on what we're unpacking, which we you know we're theorizing and just talking right now, is that each individual, once they leave this three dimensional realm, will then potentially go to the fourth dimensional realm and experience their own
1: paradise. I, I can see where you're going with that. the My question to that though, what what evidence do we have for this? see, t- to me, this kind of talk, this is my personal opinion too. Mm-hmm. This kind of talk is, is, is people wanting solace, people that are scared about death and and death is scary. I'm not saying I'm brave and tough. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm not saying that at all. It's a scary thing. You know, it's reality though, at the end of the day. And so it's a form of solace to, to think that you're going to be reunited with, uh, lost loved ones, Mm -hmm. um, It's going to make it easier. It's an easier pill to swallow. Um, You know, There's people that I hear that that they're like, well, if you don't believe in that, what's the point of living? They they ask these questions. I can sit here and give you plenty of of answers to that. One of the biggest answers to me is I'd rather live in reality than a lie. And some people may prefer the opposite. I would rather have that lie that I'm going to heaven or that I'm going to be seeing my loved ones at the end, because that makes me feel better. That gives me better mental health. Yes. And if that's the case, I don't have a problem with it. My biggest issue is when, when beliefs start to get weaponized, whether oh, it's yes. mandating how you must live here, yes, or 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 you need to abide to these things. I don't have a problem with if you. You know, if you want to be, you want to have certain beliefs. Mm-hmm. I don't have. A, I'm not going to say, "Oh, you you need not to believe." I'm not going to be a friend of yours. No, I don't. You can believe whatever you want, as long as it doesn't infringe on other people's well being. At the end of the day, yes,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. Um, so, for, for the, a question for yourself, then um, two questions. First question is so. You know, let's say we let's say we all we both reach a ripe old age of a hundred and then you know that that's it now. No. What happens after?
1: In my view of it. Yes. So I told you I was religious for the longest time. Mm-hmm. I when I was younger, I even had a youth group that I would lead. I had a band. I'm I recorded Christian CDs. I was First Matter of fact, first time I had ever come to Florida, because I'm from the West Coast, first time I came to Florida was because I had invited to jam out at a Christian concert. All right. So I knew the faith pretty pretty well. Once I started questioning God, like the existence of God, even though I was still religious per se, I started asking these questions. And I started thinking about it. I think you have a sense that I like to mm-hmm. I like to think a, a lot about things. And I started thinking about like why you know, I started asking all these questions and I started doubting the existence. I still call myself a Christian, but I started doubting and, and questioning. So I started looking into why people don't believe because I used to think atheism was satanic. I I used to think it was evil. And it was people that didn't know any better. They were saying shit out of ignorance. Mm -hmm. So I started looking at some atheist arguments Mm -hmm. and some of them were like, floored me. I was like, Oh shit. That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. And when I would ask a pastor or, you know, someone more knowledgeable in the Bible, the answers were never, Uh, never fulfilled me, man. They just seemed like basic backpedaling. And so I then started going deeper, deeper, and I'm like, yeah, I I can't believe in God. And I remember this was, I want to say, almost 15 years ago where I had that reckoning. And I asked myself, okay, well, if there is no God, what happens? And I started, I almost had like a meltdown, you know, like a, Mm. a mental meltdown, like, Fuck, man! As soon as I die, I'm fucking dead. What the fuck is the point of living? You know, like I started freaking out, dude, and I couldn't get it out of my mind. Like I came to the reali- realization in my head that God doesn't exist. So now, now what? What's the point of everything else? Mm-hmm. And so I went on this long rant, tried to give you context of yes. why I feel the way I feel, and I I couldn't bear with it, man. It was fucking with me, man. And then. It took me about four days, maybe a week. And I finally came to terms. And I said, you know what? What's going to happen when we die is, and this is what I believe to this day. So I, I, this is the shit I came to terms then, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And this is what I believe now, that when I die, my body's going to, I'm going to get cremated, I'm hoping. And just return my ashes to the earth. And that is it. What I hope will be eternal and or at least as long lasting as possible is my memory, my impact that I did for my family, for my kids as a spouse. That is the only thing that will hopefully live on. Maybe even if it only lives on a couple of decades after I'm gone, uh, I'm cool with that. I want to leave a positive impact. And I am 100% at peace with that. Okay. Because life comes and goes. It's gone on for millennia. Yes. And it's no one escapes it. Uh, you had your Jeff Epsteins, you know, trying to do <laughs> their eugenics and, and trying to live forever and all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, as of right now, I think it's all science science fiction, but who knows? Maybe will there'll be a point where they'll be able to do that. But as of right now, we just we just, come from the it. earth yeah. and we go back to the earth, and that's I believe that's in the Bible. Yes, um, and, and I agree with that. But there's nothing magical, there's nothing miraculous afterwards, man. It's it, it's as straightforward an answer, and I hope it makes sense, man. No, no, it's uh, simple easy. As fuck. No, no, simple easy. As
0: fuck. It makes perfect sense. Now, before I go back to the end part, the 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 death part, yeah. let, let let's touch on the the start part. Not so much the chicken. What came first, the chicken before or, or the egg? But how did how did we start then? Like, are, are you in the mindset with this um, single cell organism which became a complex organism, then tadpoles to a uh, you know? Yeah, something like the what? evolution.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with most of evolution. Um, you know what's been. I'm not saying I'm I'm fully on board with everything because it's impossible to know everything 100%, man, especially when we're dealing with the timeframes of billions of fucking years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no way in hell. So you got to make, you know, wh- when it comes to evolution, people are making their best inferences, hypotheses with with the technology you have at hand. And and if things need to get corrected as as time goes on, then it gets done. But When people try to say evolution is not real, um, I'm like, dude, do you own a cat? Do you own a dog? That is a product of man-made evolution. And, you know, the theory is that the continents were all formed Pangea. Yes. All right? And they all broke away. And if you look at the continents, they fit like a goddamn puzzle, man. And then when people still want to deny any of that Pangea stuff... The Jaguar, all right, the Jaguar is a Latin American cat, big cat, the strongest jaws about all the, all the cats, um, current, currently in existence, the Jaguar evolved in its own habitat in Latin America, you know, Mexico, uh, all over central and South America, mm-hmm. it's its own creature. It looks like the leopard, but you can tell, you can tell the leopard and the Jaguar just based on their spots. Uh, that's how you can identify the differences. Uh, and, but the reason I'm getting to this is you can still, even though that happened, that Pangea shit, shifting, happened hundreds of thousands of years ago, maybe, whatever, whatever the time frame is, I can't remember. You can still take semen from a Jaguar and mix it with a lion, and you can still get a hybrid. How do you explain that
0: because they're from the same f- f- um they're from the canine family yeah
1: man it, it's it's a, you this is what i'm getting at what you can see evolution happens naturally in my opinion naturally and artificially and when it happens artificially is with us humans you know uh messing with the with with the evolution now when it comes to us homo sapiens
0: yes homo sapiens sapien
1: yeah when it did we come from, um you know, some tree dwelling? Well, originally, some a rat that became a a tree dwelling monkey, and then from that becoming a big in the big ape family. Yeah. I think I think there's there's something to it. But let let me propose something. What if I'm open to this? I'm not saying I believe it. Yeah. What if? In the same way that we humans have messed with dog DNA and, and to look at all the species of dogs that we have, I we have know. chihuahuas, I know. Uh, great Danes. What if something messed with Anunnaki. our DNA? Anunnaki. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I believe with the whole theory Yeah. Of, of the Anunnaki. I'm not saying I believe it, but I'm saying to me, that is far more reasonable to believe than God making Clay, you know, clay humans and then making women out of a rib. To me, that's far more, even though I don't believe in the Anunnaki stuff, I think it's far more reasonable to believe that than with the faith uh, stories. Okay. If you see uh, what I'm getting at? Of course, (laughs) listen, of course.
0: And uh, there was a point when I was down the Zachariah Stitching thing and you know the Emerald tablets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't
1: I don't believe that story. I'm just saying. See, I don't believe that. I don't believe and, that. I'm and,
0: just saying. And, yeah. An intelligent design came down and, you know, did manipulation. There's lots of people who, who talk about that. And again, it's plausible. It's most definitely plausible. As, you, as you've as you said, and as I'll reiterate, we ultimately don't know. We no, can we only, we, we, we can either say, we can go down the roots, as you've said, you can go down the atheist route, as in, no, that I there's no way there's a there's a creator force there's no everything is is chance and coincidence to where we are now and mixing a little bit of evolution then you can be on the stance of i'm agnostic i'm not stupid enough to think um that you you know that i know what the 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 intelligent design the creator force which made all of this kind of stuff I, I would be stupid to say that there's not something that did that but i'm just saying i don't know what it is
1: I'm, yeah. You know, I'm not going to deal I, with see. The I'm, I'm more of the agnostic atheist where I, I don't know and I'm not going to claim to know um, at the same time. That being said, um, I haven't seen any evidence to prove, you know, the the that's why I call myself an ag- agnostic atheist. I don't see the evidence uh, to support, you know, any any claims of faith you know what i'm saying but i'm open to it i'm not dismissing it 100% i'm open to it yeah. show me show me show me something reasonable convince me show me the evidence and i am open to it i'm not going to shut myself down that would be stupid of me to do mm-hmm. you should never shut yourself down 100% because you could be wrong and i'm willing to admit that i could be wrong when it comes to this i'm just saying all the arguments I've seen for and against I just I, I, I don't see the possibility of, of the faith route but I am open to it you know what I'm saying
0: And that's and that's key that, that does, that's a key thing to be open to it you know not to shut yourself off. I mean you we've you've, you and I have both been through stages, raised through Catholicism, then at, at a certain point rejecting that um, and doing additional research. Um, for yourself you've arrived at a a different point for me I I went through the gambit I I studied literally every single religion you know major religion from Zoroastrianism up to you know the the Abrahamic faiths of Christianity Judaism and Islam and looked at that looked at masonry looked at you know quote unquote secret societies and for me looked at you know indigenous cultures and their spiritual um practices etc and at, at one point i was really looking into that and, and 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 taking bits and pieces from the the hindu faith maybe or you know or reading some of the vedic texts and um, enumerable et cetera. um then looking at africa and looking at some of the the, the, the tribes they looking at Khemet, for instance aka egypt um and then i went straight for myself i went after doing all that and looking at various different ideologies, I went straight back and started to say, okay, well, when I was a a practicing Roman Catholic, all we did was actually saint worship. You know, we didn't actually open up the the, the book, you know, the manuscript and actually read it. And, you know, from Genesis, you know, Old Testament then through to the New Testament. So I said, you know what I'm going to do objectively, what I should have done in the first place is I'm actually going to read it again read it like a book though, take the religious connotations out of it and actually interrogate what we you know what I was told, what my concepts and ideas were as a child, and actually look at it now and then also try and uh, try and match this up with the various other religions that I've looked at and also politics and also history, you know um looking at the table of nations like who are these people in the table of nations and, and where the, where does this relate to now? So, and, I've, we've, we've yeah. both been on a journey, but we've, you know, and, and that's again, we we're hiring. We've off
1: a little bit, I, I suppose, you know, but yes. I, I think we can understand. We, you know, it hasn't been too much of a branch off where we can both understand where each other's coming from, man. So, totally. And that's a key, man. I mean, when I'm a big history nerd, I've had Daniele Bolelli on my show. Uh, I don't know if you listened to it. We talked yes. a little bit about the Aztecs. Exactly. I had gerard williams who did he was on finding hitler uh great podcast man mainstream folks and very smart intelligent guys man and it's an it was an honor man that that i could have these discussions man and and hold it down man i'm I'm a kid from from the ghetto man from you know from la and shit and here i'm talking to these world-renowned folks you know but as I talk to them, because I'm I'm huge in history, man. I, I love it's it fascinates me, and when as I read history, especially now, the context of disinformation, propaganda, yes. and all that bullshit going on, I try to try to understand the context of why it was was is written. I brought this up with Daniela Bolelli, man. That he he's been on Joe Rogan three times, and I brought this up with with him. He's a world class academically trained scholar you can you can say and i brought this up with him and i was curious as to what he was going to say and he was on my side man i go the problem with history a lot of times you only have the version of the winner
0: winner of
1: course winner 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 <laughs> writes history and it's rare that you get to see the loser side one of the rare instances is you know the history of the mongols most of the history we get is from the people that got fucked up by them cuz they didn't write their own history
0: indeed
1: <laughs> so but you know, in most other cases, it's written by the by the winner to to shine a good light. But exactly. when you look at history, eh, you know, in my opinion, religion was a primitive way to understand life, a primitive way of understanding mm-hmm. science. Mm-hmm. Why does the sun rise every day? Why <laughs> does this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Eh, have eh, you
0: listened? Did, did you have a chance to listen to the um, the interview I did with Micah Dank? he goes uh, into the me, i need to check it all yeah he, it out. he goes into the um the astrology elements of of the uh the manuscript the old testament and new testament
1: yeah. and
0: he's basically just saying exactly what you said there but in a lot more detail that yeah. these were just anthropomorphical stories to show you when to harvest when
1: to you know yeah, when to yeah. yeah yeah well and that's in this is my own Observations, you know, just studying it all, man. This is why I, this, these were, this gives you an insight as to why I believe the way I believe, man. It just, it was a, a primal way to try to gain knowledge. And, and like humans, part of human nature, unfortunately, some of us humans are assholes. Some of mm-hmm. us are, are cool, man. Like we said at the very beginning, when we were talking about other issues, but I think it's just a, a natural side of us that some of us are cool some of us are assholes well early on the assholes picked up on the fact that they could control masses through religion yep through governments Mm -hmm. and you can see many many examples of the two being intertwined very close at the hip uh you know rome people say rome never never disappeared nope um, it's taking other it's shape-shifted into other other entities if you will when you look at the Catholic Church man exactly. uh, you see the property of the estate it has on a worldwide basis man you're talking about trillions and trillions of dollars in real estate net worth and uh, and I don't want mean to shit i I my parents are still, devout catholics and i love them to death i just the organization itself uh, that i have a problem with that you know is it
0: you hit the nail on the head i mean they're, they're so far away from what the what they're supposed to be it's, it's unreal i mean why on earth have they've got multiple miles of of underground tunnels underneath the vatican with hidden treasures in regards to yeah. libraries of books
1: And they, and that's the thing, that's the other thing with biblical scriptures, you know, when you look at a lot of people will shit on the Catholic church and rightfully so at the same time the I, you know, who, the reason you have the Bible you have today is because of the Catholic church, you know, so when, when people shit on them, but then defend the Bible, I'm like, it's kind of in my view. It's kind of hypocritical because the reason you have your scriptures because and that's another reason why I don't buy into the scriptures. We don't know how much has been manipulated, how much has been omitted. Uh, The Bible was put together 300 years after the alleged uh resurrection. Mm. 300 years is a long fucking time. So much fuckery could have gone on. You know what I'm saying? That's- so and you're going to take this as. Uh, quote-unquote as gospel? You're going to believe these conversations actually took place when, for all you know, all the things you read in the in the scriptures could, is more plausible to me, were put down by the Romans to subjugate their Jewish uh, community, to subjugate them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, propaganda pieces, in other words. uh So many, so many examples in the scriptures lead me to believe this, you know, the evidence is there using the Bible itself. Um, They were just propaganda pieces to keep the Jew, the, you know, the Jews in check, keep them from rebelling. You know what I'm saying?
0: I I have heard the arguments. I have heard the arguments. I'll, I'll send you
1: a video link as to why. And it's, dude, it's a very conspiratorial leaning too. Um, it's funny because they don't, they pretty much make the thing look, this look, religion and government, man, it's propaganda (laughs) pieces, bro, throughout history, man. And it's compelling, dude. It's I'll send it to you. Uh, actually, if you, any, anyone listening, want to see it, it's called Caesar's Messiah.
0: Oh, yes, yes, you sent me that. I've watched that. Did you see it?
1: It was a good piece, it was a very good piece. Um, what were your rebuttals to it man I, I love that thing man there's another uh, another uh, what's the name of this guy he's got a playlist he pretty much was able to construct that the, the um, pretty much the gospels
2: mm-hmm.
1: were all ripoffs of uh, the Odyssey and the case he puts forth, he breaks down the, the Gospels, breaks down the timelines, and it's another one that'll make your jaw drop. Like, oh, shit, man. And to me, you couple Caesar's Messiah with this other guy's um, pieces, and the to me, it's just so compelling. You, there's no way around it.
0: Overwhelming
1: overwhelming yeah, so bro send me that one
0: i don't think i've I've seen that one so send me that one i'll send it to you bro yeah and i'll definitely um I'll, I'll i'll ingest it i'll dissect it and i'll give you my opinion about it most and
1: definitely. we'll do another damn podcast yeah <laughs> that's it yeah
0: just like yeah man we could definitely do that man without uh without that uh, senor. so um coming up in la what, what were you jamming what did you have in the tape player jamming
1: oh man i, I was jamming mexican music Uh, Ramón Ayala, classic Mexican music, and uh, Vicente Fernández, all the classic Mexican greats. But at the same time, I was also jamming some Jodeci and all them R&B hits, my man. I love that shit. And I got it from, you know, my homies, you know, living up in the hood, man. We Mexicans call it El Barrio. And the brothers would call it the hood, man. So, growing up in the barrio, man, that's that's how it was. You would hear one house jamming out some some Ramon Ayala, and you hear the other brothers jamming out some Jodice, uh, you know, some some boys to men. Remember that, yeah, yeah, yep, all yep. that stuff, man. So, <laughs> it. it and music is one of those things, man. It's just a product of what you're raised in. You know what yes. I'm
0: saying? And it's universal as well. Music universal. is so universal. If, it, yeah. if it's good, it's good. You don't know. It's like, oh, like the first time I went to um to Mexico. Yeah. And I was hearing the music. I was like, shit, I can't understand a word. Of, I, I can, Sorry, not a word. I can pick up a little bit if, the, if, it's, if it's Castillo or Española. And I was yeah. picking up little bits and pieces. But it was just the, the rhythm, the
1: style of the music. I thought it was dope it's different man it's 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 its our own thing man and a lot of it is especially in mexico man it's heavily the aztec culture you know people are like oh it disappeared no it didn't it just evolved man we we are the descendants of the indigenous populations and there was many of them man the, from the tarasco to the zacatecanos to the maya to the the tolteca yeah to to all the I could sit here and name you hundreds of indigenous tribes. Mm. It was a, you know, sometimes I think if I could go back in time to a time and place and and try to get the sounds, the feel, the vibe uh, of that era, it would be to either go, you know, visit the Maya when they were at their peak or the Aztecs at the peak, man, go to a marketplace, Get the smells of the cooking food, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm. the the people bartering for trade in the in the marketplaces, uh, man, they will be such a surreal experience, man. But at the end of the day, we are the descendants, man, uh, of those great cultures, those great peoples that inhabited that. and uh and that's why Mexican food, Mexican food is probably eighty percent aztec based yeah you know uh sure it has some spanish influences uh and some other influences here and there but for the, by and large man it's mostly
0: that's the foundation of it yeah it's say, aztec with, man yeah, that's with...
1: why you you go to spain you go to mexico it's two different flavors of food man and mm. not to be a homer man but i think mexican will top that shit any day of, of the year you know what i'm saying yeah um, it has its own signature man of course on spices yes and, and, and it's regional too you go from one area of mexico to a different and you can say the same dish and it's going to be hella different man
0: yes the way um, it's prepared the, the yep, ingredients yep. might be slightly different yeah yeah
1: that's,
0: man it, listen that's the wonders of central south america and the caribbean as you say you can go and you, you, you'll ask for one one certain particular dish and depending on what region you are in that country or that city or that town, they're going to prepare for you differently. It, it, it may be tasting beautiful, but it's always going to be that variation in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 100 percent, man. And, and I, I suppose that goes anywhere, man. Like even in the U.S., you're going to have your different accents, uh, different. Cookings and, and different cultures man and, and it's no different in mexico and, and i'm assuming anywhere else in the world the same shit regional yes. a lot of stuff is regional um and again evolution in, in another sense yes you know over over the decades or even centuries of centuries, isolation. i would isolation.
0: say c- centuries as you say initially when the population was a lot smaller um everyone was isolated apart from the the more adventurous seafaring um types cultures. of um, cultures exactly who yeah. would trade and go to lots of different places and and, and grow in wealth and and experience wealth as well and then once the population started to get more denser and you know started to spread out more you started to see that mixture of of, of cultures taking place and let me borrow that from from that culture. Let me borrow that from that culture. And this, let's do a little, little gumball a melting of
1: pot, a world melting pot, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, it, I think it's beautiful. We, as a human species, we get to learn from each other. There's going to be good and bad at times, but if we can take the beauty out of, everyone's culture, man, it would be such a much better place, man. Um, If, if we ever got to a point of in a true enlightenment, true enlightenment where we can accept our differences as, as cultures and peoples, this planet would be in such a far off place, man, because we would then not only just care about us, as brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. but we would then turn, in turn, turn around and care about our actual environment, yeah. Uh, the other species that we are wiping out. Mm. Um, all these other things would be, it would be a domino effect. But However...
0: We, Weezy, you know what it is? I, everyone, I think every good person and maybe even indifferent person wants a similar kind of thing to what you said, but what we've, what we've been led into... Um, doing is allowing the powers that should have never have been to create corporations and yeah. governments and systems in place to stifle that to create these divisions and these oh well I'm from the from America you're from Canada now you know America's better than Canada and you know all of this stupid stuff teams, where it's all these teams it, yes.
1: yeah 100% and again we, we touched on this at the very beginning but it all goes to the these elites, if you will, you know, whether it's big oil, big tech, big pharma, big sugar, all these bigs, isms are the elites. When when people in the conspiracy world say uh, they are trying to do this, they are trying to do that. In my mind, these are the they, you know, because sometimes people ask you, who's they? Who's they? Yeah. To me, the they is these elites that yep. make up these giant corporations who then shape up our way of living. And sure, there's pros and cons. One of the pros is is the comforts that we get, technology, life made, quote, unquote, easier. Yeah. But at the same time, everything comes, nothing in life is free. Exactly. And so there's a cost to this shit. What's the cost to this? We are being controlled. Mm -hmm. And we are being, now the censorship bullshit is creeping up. Oh, you can't talk about this. Uh, You can't talk about that. Or, you know, we're going to muzzle you up if you bring this. If you're a counter, if your opinion is counter to the mainstream narrative, we're going to censor you. We're going to kick you off this platform and that.
0: We're going to shadow ban you. We're we're going to delete your videos. Hmm.
1: Everything, man. So the pros, yeah, comforts in life and uh, things of that nature. But the, the cons, so... I, and I've said this on my podcast and I don't know, and I hate to if you've heard me say it, man I hate to say it, but if I if you haven't heard me say it, you know sometimes living in this quote unquote first world, we'll look at someone some indigenous cultures in somewhere yeah. in Africa, somewhere in Latin America, somewhere in Asia. and we see these indigenous cultures living simple lives. Yeah. and then we we're holding on the latest iPhone, the latest yeah. Android phone. And we're like, you know, maybe sometimes subconsciously. We're like, oh, man, it would suck to be there, you know, living with a loincloth. You know, you got to hunt your food and blah, 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 and all this shit. And we we cast these judgments. And like I said, sometimes subconsciously because we've been indoctrinated into thinking that we are superior than these people, these primitive peoples. But this quote unquote primitive person for all we know, could be a lot happier than this first world person because he ain't got to worry about taxes. He yeah. ain't got to worry about this being censored here and there. He just got to hunt his food, feed his family, and he's yeah. good, man. Now he's chilling in the hammock mm-hmm. for several hours in the day, and life is good, man. So who really is happy at the end of the day?
0: It, it, it's subjective, isn't it? And you as see you say, what
1: I'm saying, man? There's a lot to that life.
0: Shit the sim for me, I I'm old school. I've got a very I'm I'm an old soul as people would say as people would say. So yeah. I I'm really into that shit, my homesteading and stuff. Like if we if, oh, I think yeah. we sh- we should all be given the opportunity to maybe even if there's just carve that a half or a quarter of wherever you what country or state you're in and say look if you want to do your homestead thing yeah man let's go you can just go live up in that little section you know hunt your food and blah 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 we'll leave you alone you know if you want electricity we can put that in there for you or you know and the people who want to live in this technological way they can they can still have these luxuries if they want but they should give people an opportunity rather than taxing them for fucking rainwater and shit or making it illegal to catch rainwater. <laughs> like, what are we doing here, the, man?
1: This is what I mean, man. And, you know, I, I have said this before, but I worked as a uh, as a garbage, garbage man, essentially. And I've gone to the landfills. And okay. I remember, even as someone who was a garbage man, like using... I'm always a deep thinker, man. Even even working as, as that. I'm like what are we doing to this planet I know. man I know. so much fucking garbage unnecessary garbage and so you know when people you know again talking to indigenous cultures even the Aztecs like oh well well life is a lot better now you know when the now that the the spanish came and, and took over life is is it really better <laughs> is it really better for the planet in general no um sometimes living simpler is better uh <laughs> We're gonna have some inconveniences, but like you're talking about homesteading, man. There's you're paying, you're sacrificing because you gotta you're gonna put in a little bit more work, but at the end of the day, I'm sure you have you probably have a little bit your mind is a little more clear. Yes, you know what I'm saying? You're living off of the land, and and you know if shit starts to hit the fan, you're gonna be in a better situation. Than someone who doesn't know shit about gardening, mm-hmm. doesn't know shit about killing an animal, yep. um, you're going to be in a better shape because you are already, uh, you know, gearing up. You're already in that thing. And I haven't gone, you know, as far as you have, but I've, I've taken my steps. I'm raising chickens. I get my fresh eggs every damn day. And, uh, you know, learning these basic things, man. Yes, uh, What are you going to do? So I've said this too, you know, if, if some giant cata- catastrophe were to happen, people that these quote unquote first Nations would be the first to go because no one knows how to cook their own shit. this is it? No, no one knows how to how to <laughs> cultivate their own yields and all that shit. And someone living in the rainforest, or living in, in the African savannah or living somewhere in, you know, a uh, Thailand jungle. They're probably going to go, if something were to happen, like, oh, shit, that was an earthquake. Oh, fuck, that sucks. But tomorrow, like, oh, yeah, life life didn't change. Life's not going to skip a beat. Life goes on. Life goes on, man. And these people, because the productions of, of now you can't get your food at, at the supermarket. You relied on the supermarket for everything, and now that that supply has been fucked over, and and it's just going to cause a giant disruption in all of life in general, and that's going to wipe out a lot of these populations where someone living in these quote-unquote simple lives, life's going to move on, man, like nothing ever happened, bro. This
0: is it. This is a slight <laughs> inconvenience for a couple of days. Oh, we can't go down that part because it's all sheared away with the earthquake. Okay. We'll just go around the corner and, you know, we'll hunt down there or something. Or we'll, yeah. we'll go to the other stream and get the water, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. they'll find a way, but see, we, we've been, we, life has been made so easy for us that we've essentially become pussified. Uh, I don't know if that's a legitimate word, but we're going to roll with it. Uh, where we don't know. Sometimes we need to touch back with our ancestral roots mm-hmm. and how they got, because of their sacrifices, because of their ways of lives, we are currently here and we're fucking it up, man. Uh, we're fucking up. And in large, again, in large part, because of these elites, yeah, the propaganda, mm-hmm. the brainwashing, mm. all that shit. Hey, and so Rizzi, at what cost?
0: You remember growing up... Um... Uh, In the 80s, and all the bottles at the store were made out of glass and not plastic.
1: I do remember that, yeah. Like even the the Cokes. and
0: Everything was glass, right? In England, I don't know if it was the same in America, but in England, we could take the bottles back as uh, you know as you know as yeah yeah yeah, and get like two pence or some shit you know yeah, what i mean <laughs>
1: that was in mexico a lot they did that in mexico they didn't really do that here in the in the states that was mostly whenever i would go to mexico they did exactly that you would take back your empty bottle
2: yeah
1: you get a new one and uh yeah you get somewhat somewhat of a discount
0: this is it this is it I, now i remember that all of a sudden and even even down to the the, the produce and stuff man, everything was seasonal so you know, you know, oh well, okay, it's the season for flipping tangerines or nectarines, for instance. You know, oh, it's this grape season, and you'd eat your grape and and you'd spit the seed out. Remember them days?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Fast forward yeah, to twenty twenty one, and where where do you go to get seeds with grapes in them now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, man, unless you go to a, you know, a a mom and pops. Yes. farm shop or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's all this convenience shit, man. Uh, I I remember when when I used to do firefighting, I was up in the mountains and we were fighting fires deep in Idaho. And my fire chief's like, dude, look by your feet. And I saw these little red things, tiny, tiny little red things. And I, he's like, those are strawberries. Those are the real wild mountain strawberry like no fucking way and i look oh shit they are strawberries i took a couple of them put them in my mouth they were so fucking juicy man oh, so yeah. delicious and the shit the strawberries quote unquote you see in your <laughs> produce market whatever they're all injected with all these goddamn hormones and yeah. they're blown up yes. to be these huge things mm-hmm. when naturally speaking they're tiny little things man yeah and uh but a lot of times we never do we never bother to research this shit we just it's a convenience it's all it comes down to convenience it's an inconvenience to do the leg work to do the research yes. so i'm not gonna bother with it and i'm gonna go with this shit yeah but it's all gonna come at a price man and we sure. for it. we're it, all it, paying for it
0: we, we are we really are as, as i've highlighted with the glass thing that yeah. means, like, as soon as I started bringing this bottled water shit in and promoting that, and, like, at that point in the 80s, the only thing you had was like your y- your bottles or your aluminum—no, not it wasn't even aluminum. Then it was tin cans, you know, mm. of your Coke and your your Pepsis and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, started—you know—you had your Perrier water as well, which was in a bottle. And then all of a sudden, you just started to promote. Water in 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 in, two, in a liter bottle and stuff, and you're thinking yeah. water, you know. And, and as a child, you know, I'm thinking, well, water comes at the tap, right? You know, and you know, I I grew up in a quote-unquote ghetto as well, so we used to drink shit from the fucking the faucet, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, so, you being a kid out of, right out of the hose. This is it. It's like you know, this is water. It's free, you know. You know, obviously, I didn't know at the time that you had to pay for the fucking water and shit, you know, in the form of taxation. But, um, you know, I'm thinking, why would you go to a shop and buy bottled water? I just couldn't get it in my head. I couldn't get it in my head. But now as I'm older, it's obviously bad in regards to the the plastic, the additional plastic that's being used for all these convenient products. But I'm for sure not drinking out no damn fucking tap with all the chemicals and and fluoride that's in the water. There's no way on earth.
1: Yeah. Uh, where are we going where are we going man
0: it's it's uh, yeah wow
1: look what's the end result
0: (laughs) (laughs) death potentially if if we don't you know if we death for not just us but for the planet and everything yeah
1: life as we know it Mm. yeah man it's 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 definitely fascinating and Shit, man, I'm I'm gonna have to get going. I'm gonna go to the beach for a couple of hours, man. It's yes, new. Yes, dude, I definitely want to do this again, man. And and if I would love to put this conversation on my podcast yeah, man. as well,
0: I'll, I'll throw that across the side before you go, Weezy White. Throw uh, all all of your um the ways people consume your your content and any social media you got as well.
1: Well, ideally, I would love everyone to follow me on my podcast uh, platform. Uh, just search the what is truth podcast and, uh, hosted by Wheezy. So there's other ones, but none of them have the robust effectiveness of the what is truth podcast by Wheezy. (laughs) (laughs) You can also find me on YouTube. I got a 4,500, uh, subs on one channel. I made a backup channel almost has a thousand on that one. Um, I, uh, so just search what is truth, uh, the What Is Truth podcast should be one of the first results, maybe the only result that pops up on YouTube. However, I want people to follow me more on my podcast because I could get taken down at any time, um, and so I'm I'm being caut- cautiously optimistic on that platform. Um, I also have the Daddy Gate podcast that I do with uh, Chancer and myself, and we we break down Sean Atwood. Sean Atwood is a freaking fraud. He's a shill. He is not in the community of truth. He's a bullshitter. And we have exposed him for the bullshit that he is. And that's what that channel focuses on. So if you are interested in that, definitely check me out there. Uh, Twitter, Wheezy Truth. So just search Wheezy Truth on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter, but uh, you can find me there. Talk some shit. And uh, yeah, find me there and just hear me go crazy. You probably heard a little glimpse of me. <laughs> what you heard. On this podcast, I'm sure my man, <laughs> the noble one, can attest that Most this definitely. is me all the time, 24 seven, jacked up on energy.
0: This is, well, look, look, at the moment, we just got a little ski taste for this build. We just got a little ski taste of Wheezy. You know, <sighs> when we get to those six hour plus builds that he does on on the old YouTube and stuff, you know, we start to to, to see a little bit more and stuff. So, definitely recommend if you're not if you're just new to uh, to Weezy What Is Truth podcast, definitely go over there and subscribe and consume some of this material. Um, Very interesting, very conversational, like, so I think you'll like it. Um, And yeah, Twitter-wise, you know what to do. Like, comment, subscribe, and most definitely share.